What we've seen so far in the Nefesh HaChaim, in the first three Sha'arim which we've completed, we really call a Hashkafa Sefer. He's described to us some of the depth, some of the meaning, and some of the most fundamental points of Yiddishkeit. Whether it's the greatness of a person and the reach of his Neshama, which we learned about in the first Sha'ar, and therefore the difference that a person's actions make, whether it's the concept of tefillah and how we can approach Hashem and Davin in the second shahar, or it's whether how we understand the emunah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's interaction with the world in the third. These are all ma- major principles of our Ashkafa, of our ideology, of our outlook on life. And similarly, the fourth shahar, which we'll learn soon by Ezra Hashem, what's called Shara Torah, is also... The, uh, the fundamental work which outlines our hashkafa, our outlook on the importance of Torah study. But in the middle, Nev Shachayim puts in a number of other paragraphs he calls Prokim. And it's here we see Rav Chaim Velashana revealing himself not just as a Baal Machshava, as a thinker who can explain the spiritual ideology of Yiddishkeit to us, but really as a Baal Musa, as a person that can direct us in how to grow, and how to learn, and how to develop ourselves. And that here we see a glimpse of Rechaim Velazhna as really, if we call Rabbi Shalom to the father of the Muslim movement, so we have to call Rechaim Velazhna the grandfather of the Muslim movement. It was in his yeshiva Velazhin that developed Rav Yosef of Salant and others who became the leader, the teachers, the guides of Rabbi Shol Salanta, and on whom he based his revolutionary approach to learning, to Musa. And therefore in this program we're going to see a different aspect. Not so much the Hashkafa, the ideology of Yiddishkeit, but more the practical advice an understanding of a human being, how to grow, how to change oneself in the optimal way. And why is this important? Because Musa teaches, this is one of the big lessons of Rabbi Shal Salanta, Musa teaches that if a person doesn't know how to develop himself correctly. So even if the motivation that a person wants to elevate himself is good, but it's fraught with danger. On the one hand, the person can be trying to raise his level, but at the same time he's doing himself more harm than good. There are a number of potential pitfalls to a person's growth and unless a person is aware of that and also knows how to avoid those pitfalls so the very effort he puts into trying to grow can itself be the catalyst for him to fall can itself create the mikshah, the stumbling book which is going to bring him down if we would say this in a more simple way we would say the satan is a very skilled opponent and just like he knows how to utilize people's weaknesses to trap them and to make them do things wrong, 
He also knows how to utilize people's attempts to do better and to uplift themselves as a way to trap them and cause them to fall. And therefore it's important for us to understand the principles that guide our growth in a way that is not going to cause a negative reaction. It's not going to bring us down when we are really intending that it should bring us up. And that's what Rav Chaim Vodash is going to address a number of these aspects in which in ways in which a person's attempts to grow could really backfire and how to deal with it. So let's start with the beginning of the Prakim from Parak Aleph. And he says, My dear reader, I've guided you on the path of Emes. In other words, I've shown you what the real levels of greatness are. To teach you the way that if you go securely along that way, you'll achieve the, the great levels that he, he's, he mentioned, he described. And if you've learned this, then you'll be able to educate yourself, raise yourself a little at a time to, to achieve these levels. And what's that dependent on? In what way, well, what factors does a person need, should I say, in order to reach great heights in order to climb the rungs of greatness. It's Lefitar Levavcha Lefiasogasva. It's based on the purity of your thoughts, of your heart. Lefiasogasva. And your understanding, your level of understanding. And this is something which needs explanation. You can understand why a person needs to understand in order to grow. He needs to appreciate the level in order to be able to aspire for it. But why is the Torah Halev, the purity of heart, a prerequisite for a person's growth? In fact, you can even extend the question and ask, what does it mean, Torah Halev? In what way does a person metahir their life, purify their heart, in order to enable them to grow? But those are two conditions he sets forth. And therefore, a person who has utilized both of them, his Hasogi's understanding and his Torah is able to grow, says even more than I've described. The moment a person puts it into practice, that's how much, that's how much he's going to grow in whatever level he's trying to reach. And not only that, you'll see yourself. The more that you accustom yourself in any of these madragas, that's going to add to the Taras Halev. We said the Taras Halev is a condition for growth, but really the growth itself will increase a person's Taras Halev. Whether it's through learning more Torah, whether it's in how he keeps his mitzvahs, or Yerosev Avos in his love or his fear for Russia. So the growth process is going to itself bring to more growth. 
and to a higher level of Tarasana. <coughs> but there's a danger. And then he says, Amnon Hishamir Vizarma Oid. Be very careful. Your mind shouldn't feel a certain pride with this Nasa And your heart feels upraised, elevated, which means I feel I'm better than those around me. And why would I feel like that? Because I feel I'm now doing more than everybody else. I'm serving Hashem on a higher level. I must be a bigger tzaddik. And if that's the case, then the very effort that a person's putting into becoming greater is going to work to his undoing. Because if it makes him feel greater, then it's developing in him, in him what we call a midas his nasus, a middle where a person feels a self-pride. In him, and that's something which is more destructive, more dangerous, then whatever level, whatever he's going to gain from the level he's working up. Why is it like that? So he's going to explain. And he says, this is something which begins slowly. You're not going to feel this is nasa so much. A person doesn't <coughs> act differently to his friends, to his acquaintances he did previously. And therefore he thinks, I haven't changed. I haven't become more prideful. But that means it hasn't demonstrated itself outwardly yet. And it already could have taken root in his psyche, in his thoughts. And therefore, The person should look for this very carefully. Examine himself very carefully. This isn't happening. Because if it is, it's something which is tremendously dangerous for him. Why? Because of the furish, it's a clear, it's a clear pasuk. Hashem called the vaylev, because the person who does have a vaylev has this level of feeling superior, is a tayavas Hashem, is despicable in the eyes of Hashem. And says Nefesh Achaim, it's called a tayavas Hashem, because she'afim lo Yisrael ha'isnasus ta'enevniyadom, even if it's not noticeable, this change in a person. To other people, they don't see him as being more of a Balgaiva than before. Nevertheless, it's only Iraq, it's only something which affects his own feelings deep down. It's still considered Ta'ev in Hashem's eyes. And, because it's also the beginning of every other bad matter. And therefore, why is it so bad? Because if a person's attempt to better themselves, to raise their level, to be more makbid in how they keep the mitzvahs, is in order to get closer to Hashem, then in place of whatever a person's attempting to do to get closer to Hashem, it's making him a balgaiva, that's going to distance him from Hashem more than anything else. And if that's the case, he's losing more than he gains. Because the net result is not that he'll be closer to Hashem. The net result is he'll be so much further. So much more distant. And that's what he's going to bring a number of Gemaras to point out, to prove to us. 
Anybody who's proud, it's like he built a bomber. We know that in the base of Mikdash, a person isn't allowed to build himself in private Mizbech anywhere else. And a person who's proud is that's what they're doing. They're building themselves a bomber, which is obviously forbidden. Well, that's the uh, uh, example Chazal used. As always, Chazal are very accurate in the descriptions. We need to explain why that's specifically the choice of of the metaphor that a person who is proud is not able to bomb. We need to explain that. And only that, the Shechina may not decide of. The Shechina cries over him. Like in the Daichek, Rangda Bisparach Shmoy, it's like he's pushing at Hashem. Hashem says, a Balgaiva can't live in the same world as he. And therefore, if there's a Balgaiva here, he's really banishing Hashem's revelation in this world. Like he brings the Pasuk, V'katsar ha-matzah me-istareya. It's a Pasuk used to describe the Chubb in the first place of Mikdash, where Hashem said, the place is too small for both of us. In other words, Hashem refuses to reside in a place where there's a Balgaiva. And Oyle le ben hamagarish is avi bizrami bais palpin shalavi. How would we consider a son who drives the father out of the father's own home? And therefore, why to such a son? And when a person is a balgaiva and is driving Hashem out of Hashem's world, so what do we say about such a person? And remember, this isn't the Russia. This is the person who is actually trying to grow. He was trying to raise himself. He was trying to come closer to Hashem. And the result of what he's doing is, he's driving Hashem away by becoming a Balgaiva. Just like Avodazara also chases, so to speak, the possibility of Hashem revealing Himself in this world. And chases it away. Same thing, a person who's a Balgaiva is doing the same thing. He's making it impossible for the, the, the Shechina to reveal itself in this world. Okay, Baal Kala Arayas. Also, there's also an example of one of the most severe areas there are. And it's also described as somebody who gets, who becomes a Balgaiva. And for Amr, and they said in Pesachim, Kala Misyayar, Im Chochmahu, Chochmasim Yisadakasimeda. Not only that, if he's a Chochm, he loses his Chochmah. He gets taken away from him. So he brings all these descriptions of Chumzal, the Gemara and Saita, of how bad it is to be a Balgaiva. And as we said previously, this is the first pitfall that a person who is trying to grow has to be very careful to avoid. Where does this pitfall come from? And that is, when a person sees himself to be doing things above the average of what everybody else is doing. So not everybody else is being careful in this regard, and he is. Not everybody else is putting an extra effort, and he is. Then a person starts to see himself as being better, as being superior, as being on a higher level. It might not have been the place, the stage, where he's going to act that way, but in his heart he feels that superiority, that pride that he's somebody who's growing and they're not. That's already the danger. That's already the start of what he calls his Nasus Salev. Now, on the one hand, this is a, a midah 
a possibility which everybody has to overcome because it's nearly an automatic reaction. A person thinks, I'm doing better than everybody else. I'm trying harder than everybody else. I'm achieving more than everybody else. And therefore, it's not a far step from there for a person to start to look down on everybody else and think, well, I'm better than they are. I'm a better Catholic than they are. And at that stage, he's already entered the danger zone of losing everything he gained and more by becoming somebody who considers himself greater. He suffers from what we call his Nasu Salef. So really we have to explain two things. First we have to explain why that's the danger which is likely to happen. And the second point which we need to explain separately perhaps in a different year is the, what's the way to grow to which which will prevent this happening. That's really where Bishol talks about it. That's the word of Samosa, of how on the one hand a person looks for opportunities to grow and at the same time it's in a way which isn't going to develop his bad medicine. Isn't going to be something which really is driving him further away. But before that let's maybe explain the concept of how, why this why this happens why this uh, growth could bring to this mistake and really we have to do in order to do that we have to go back and look at the what the Nevi'shachim said that a reason for growth one of the two factors which causes it is what he calls Tara Salef what is this Tara Salef? and not only that he said that when a person grows it's meant to be Moshev Tara al it's meant to increase this Tyrus Aleph. What is it? And what is, how does it work? So, I want to give a marshal, which I think is very simple to understand. And that is, if you have a person who's an actor, and he's told, you're putting on the play, this is your role, play the part. So if he's a good actor, he can get himself into it, he can even make it sound real. He will play the part of the character he's meant to be trying, he's meant to be portraying. And if he does it well, in a very realistic looking way. But at the end of the day, he's not that person. He's only an actor. The, the role he's playing isn't him. The role he's playing is something external which he's presenting. But it doesn't affect the person he is. And this is the danger by Avodah Hashem. The first pitfall, the first possible danger in Avodah is when a person becomes an actor. He sees a certain extra level, a certain hidur, a certain khumra, and decides, I'm going to act that too. I'm going to take on the role. And if it's something which is only going to be external, or in other words, something which is only going to be something he does, but it doesn't change who he is, then it's not real growth. Real growth is where what a person does is matched by the 
the inner person by how they feel inside. If one had to give a marshal, when a person wants to walk forward, you need both legs. So you take a right step with the right leg, and you follow that with a step with the left. A step with the right, a step with the left. And that way a person walks. He progresses. But what would happen if a person took one step with the right, and then another step with the right, and then another step with the right, by leaving the left leg in the same place? It might look like his right leg is way more ahead, but he's going to fall over. One can't walk forward with only one leg. And it's a good marshal because if we just have to describe it in terms of a person's growing, so then the two legs in a person's growth would be his actions, his feelings, his actions, his feelings, his actions, his feelings. And they have to grow together. The level of a person's avodah Hashem is his tarah salaf. That's the inner level. And therefore, his actions should match that. That's what the Nefesh begins with. This is one of the factors which are going to define a person's level. What he does is his level of Tarah Salaf. And the more he grows, then the more it's meant to contribute to that Tarah Salaf too. They're meant to go up in, in tandem. So it's, it will be Mosef Tarah al Tarah It will add more Tarah because he's adding more actions. But if a person adds actions and it doesn't increase his tires alev, then there's a certain dissonance in that person. When there's a big enough disparity between what he does and where he's holding, then it doesn't become a real level anymore. Let's give an example. It's well known, the briskarov was very machmir in every mitzvah, was very concerned about any little possibility that he might, that something might be not completely correct and he went to great lengths to ensure that everything he did was 100% halakhically correct and there were many Talmudim and there were many people who tried to emulate that and took on all the khumras and all the restrictions and all the stringencies of the briskarov and then didn't become the briskarov from it because by the brisker of what he did matched his level. He had that tremendously powerful Yerushimai. That maybe he's doing something not 100% perfect. And therefore, he acted that way too. His actions matched his feelings. But for a person just to take on the restrictions and the, and the stringencies, but without the level of Yerushimayim, so they're just, so to speak, putting on an act. They're mimicking the briskarov. By them, it's not a real level. It's easy, relatively, to take on actions. It's harder to match that with the real change in a person's feeling. Of course, one has to explain how to do that. Reza Shemir still will do. But the first point is, and that is, a person should always have them lined up with each other. Taking on extra actions is either a result of a new understanding or a new level a person's reached, or possibly the other way around. 
that a person wants to use the actions as a way to get to a new level. Chazal talk about this. They talk about that the ma'asim pile on the lave, that a person's actions affect his feelings. That's true. So it could be a person can start with the feelings and then a person feels more uplifted, he's going to raise his level of action to meet it. It could be the other way around. The person attempts to do something as a way to ma'ayra, to awaken, to arouse his feelings for something, they both work, as long as they're in connection with each other. But when it begins, it starts to begin a separation between what a person is doing and the level where they're holding, which is which is lagging behind, then it begins to become a problem. Our first symbol of that, our first warning sign, is what we call Gavu Salev or Hisnasu Salev. Hisnasu Salev. That's the sign, the first sign, if one wants, that a schism has formed between where a person is holding in his understanding and his feelings and where a person is holding in his actions. And why is that the sign? So there's more depth here which we'll explain in another year, but the simple reason which is good enough for now. And that is, if a person's thinking, I'm doing what I have to do. So what's it to be proud about? That's what I have to do. It's not taken for granted. And the more it's obvious to a person, this is what's expected of me, the less I consider it meritorious that I do it. If a person grew up in a home, where it's taken for granted that everyone keeps kashras, he's not going to pride himself greatly and look at me, I kept kashras. That's obvious. That's nothing to be proud of. That's the expectation. For a person who didn't grow up with kashras, and for him it's a challenge every time he doesn't take the, uh, the, the food choices which you might prefer, which aren't kosher, so for him it's something which is an achievement. But for the person who's used to it, it's expected from him, so he might be doing it, but he definitely doesn't consider himself greater than for doing it. It's considered expected. That's what I have to do. The average person who doesn't commit serious crimes like murder doesn't consider it a source of pride. It's exactly the opposite. This is what, exactly what you'd expect a person not to do. He would be extremely embarrassed and mortified if he would do such a thing wrong. And therefore, if a person's level matches his actions, then he thinks, I'm doing what I'm expected to do. Where's the mockum for pride? And it could be other people aren't doing that. But that doesn't make me feel more proud because I appreciate this is what I'm expected to do, so I'm doing it. If they're not expected to do it, then maybe they're not required to do it. It doesn't make me feel holier than them. And where it becomes a problem is where a person looks at what he's doing as something extra, something unbelievable, something which is beyond what I'm chayv. And then I think, wow, look what, look what I'm doing. Look how much extra I'm doing. Look how, I'm, how much I'm achieving beyond what's expected of me. Well, that's really saying that my actions are exceeding my feelings. That's really saying I'm doing more than I appreciate. Because if a person got to the level where I appreciate what I'm doing is what I'm meant to do, then it's not an extra. Then it's not, then it's not something deserving of praise. 
That becomes an expectation. Let's give one or two more examples, just to make this point clearer. If a person says, you know, I feel so good about myself. I learned to hold three hours today. Do we consider that a source of pride? Well, it depends who's the person talking. If it's an average yeshiva bach or average anakoyla, our reaction is more like to be, that's all? Three hours today, what were you doing the whole day? And if it's the average or the yeshiva himself saying, I learned three hours today, it's hard to imagine he'll feel proud of himself. But if it's somebody who doesn't expect to learn three hours a day, and he says, you know what I did? I'm amazed. I did so. I worked so hard. I learned three hours a day, so I feel good about myself. Why? Because it's way above my expectation of what I'm meant to do. Well, that only works if a person's expectations are in one place, and what he does is somewhere else. And then a person amazes himself by exceeding his expectation. Yes, that can bring to Gavos But if a person is doing what, exactly what he thinks he's meant to do, it's understood. If I'm an average, I'm meant to learn 10 hours a day. And now that I've had more time to learn for whatever reason, so I'm meant to learn 11. And if, I'm, if I understand the importance of the method, then I'm meant to take on the extra Khumrah. And if I appreciate the value of what I'm doing, so of course I should try harder. Where's the mockum for his nassus? Where's the mockum to feel proud about what I'm doing? I feel it's an expectation. That's healthy growth. That's when growth is adding tyral tyrosa. It's the added activity complements and works in sync with the added understanding. It's only when they separate from each other that there becomes a danger of his nassus alive. But that's already the warning bell. That a person is no longer growing. He's acting. And if that's the case, there's a separation between his real level and the level he's trying to portray. So that's the first point. We'll see in more depth in this idea in the next year.